mentality is a really simple one in, in the sense that the confidence comes from preparation. You know, so when the game's on the line, I'm not asking myself to do something that I haven't done thousands of times before, right? So when I prepare, I know what I'm capable of doing, I know what I'm comfortable doing, and I know what I'm not comfortable doing. You know, right? And so in those moments, if it looks like I'm ice cold or not nervous, it's because I've done it thousands of times before. So I mean, I, overall, you know, the idea is a very simple one. And you know, the Mamba mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. That's what the mentality means. It means every day you know, you're trying to become better. And it's a constant quest. It's an infinite quest. So starting at the age of two, when I first started playing the game, and on and on and on, I always ask questions. I always try to get better every single day, learn more, learn You were asking more, questions at Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, coming at you with part two of Kobe Bryant's Mama Mentality with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So we... I wanted to start this episode with those couple of quotes just so that you could hear from Kobe what it means to have the mama mentality and just basically what I hear him say and what speaks to my heart is just trying to improve yourself just a little bit every day and always being proud of what you do and um, striving to always be better and just kind of leaving everything out there on the court and having no regrets. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on all of that. I know we had talked about the other quote that I had a clip of when it comes to just his thousands of repetitions and practice and things like that. Do you want to kind of talk in light of that, Chris? Um, just consistent repetition? Yeah, just how he says, you know, the reason why in a game he may look calm, cool, maybe cold. Oh, it's yeah. not because he's not nervous. It's just because he's put in the work. He's, you know, done the thousands of repetitions when no one's been watching. So he feels yeah. confident going into the game and performing at his best because he's put in the hours of work. Yeah, I can definitely apply that to my current situation and something that I can apply to prep specifically. Um, and I know, Amy, we were talking about this, how uh, your posing practice is so important. And, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had talked about setting goals and setting smart goals. And, you know, I had mentioned that one of mine was to practice my posing every single day. And so... I have been implementing that and uh, it's been really helpful actually just to make it a part of my routine. So after my lift and I do some cardio, the next thing I do is um, do my posing. It's already become a habit and doing it every single day, I know it's going to make me more and more comfortable when it comes time to step up on that pro stage. I think it'll, and I've noticed a lot from the more that I've practiced alleviates a lot of anxiety too, that your brain's not trying to think about too many things while you're up on stage. You can just kind of embrace the moment more and let your body naturally do what it's done repetitively so many times. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I can definitely apply to that as well. And when Kobe's talking about being comfortable, I don't pose in a, uh, my gym doesn't have like a posing studio or like a aerobics room. It's, it's like a garage, like gym. So I pose out in the middle in front of like everybody <laughs> working. Um, but, you know, it's really good for me to be in front of people, even if they're not like an audience and they're directly like, you know, right in front of me. It helps me to know that, you know, I have to perform with this much um, confidence on a, like in front of people, not just, you know, it's easy to be confident in a studio where it's just you in front of the mirrors. You can, you know, use your sass and have that all come out, but it's really different when you're in the middle of a gym and there's people all around you. So um, I think that can just relate also to how Kobe's talking about um, just that repetitive practice and making it seem natural. So yeah, that's kind of how I've applied it. Yeah, and we've talked about developing the pro mentality in a previous podcast, and we talked about Tim Grover's Relentless, his book. Um, He was a trainer for Kobe, and I know that he's shaped and had a lot of influence on him um, as far as that goes. And just when I think about someone that's truly relentless, um, when he talks about how he'd wake up at, you know, four, six in the morning, train for two hours, eat, recover, train again at noon for a couple of hours, eat, recover, train again at, you know, four to six or six to eight, and then go to sleep and do it all over again. He talked about how far ahead of everyone he got because he was doing like three times the work of other people. And if somebody was in the gym doing a workout, he would stay an extra hour just to prove that he was willing to put in the time and the effort. And um, I wanted to share the first quote that we wanted to talk about today. And that's just those times when you get up early, you work hard. Those times when you stay up late, you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired. You don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination. It is the journey. And uh, I just, that fires me up. (laughs) It makes me want to, you know, Michael Phelps it out where he just, he spent more time in the pool than anyone else. Like, why do you think he was successful? Why do you think Michael Jordan was successful? These athletes focused and worked hard with no excuses. And uh, yeah, it just really motivates me. So do you want to do the next quote that we, we have? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what I mean by that is if I wanted to implement something new into my game, I'd see it and try incorporating it immediately. I wasn't scared of missing, looking bad, or being embarrassed. That's because I always kept the end result, the long game, in my mind. I always focused on the fact that I had to try something to get it, and once I got it, I'd have another tool in my arsenal. If the price was a lot of work and a few missed shots, I was okay with that. So, um, this, I mean, we kind of talked about like just being brave and trying new things. And I think that, uh, sometimes that's a big part of any type of sport is just being open to a new method or a new strategy or, um, 
being okay with like getting out there and making mistakes or not being um, absolutely perfect. Like some girls are like super shy about putting on their neoprene shorts and getting on the treadmill and like that's like that's intimidating to them. But if those, you know, small things are what we need to do to be able to perform at our best or present the best package, like don't be embarrassed about it because the end result is way more um, valuable or way more, more of a victory than worrying about um, those small little things, those small little details. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how I see that quote. What would you say, Amy? I see the book failing forward and I just always have been a believer in messy progress. I think that the most successful people have probably made the most mistakes. Um, Yeah. But the difference is, is that they learn from them and you cannot be afraid to fail. Uh, You will not move forward. So I've made a ton of mistakes uh, when prepping you. I mean, I'll be totally honest, you know, (laughs) there's some things that, the things that we had to figure out, you know, and, right. um, yeah. I have to just put my ego aside and be like, you know what, this isn't the only way to do this. You know, right. there's another way that we can try and maybe that will be better. And, you know, just putting yourself out there. I mean, I appreciate so much that, you know, you're trying this matador study. I think that it's yeah. great that you're willing to, to be your own lab rat and that way you can experience it. And if you find something from it, that's going to help another competitor, then awesome. I mean, we've, we've done our job. And I also think about this podcast because I was scared to death to do this. Um, I, I really literally, it's something I don't really like my voice, you know? Um, and I know that, um, like I just did, I say, um, a lot probably. And I'm sure that annoys, <laughs> <laughs> according to our reviews, sometimes that annoys people, but you know what? I would rather deal with that and move on and know that maybe some nugget of what I said, even though I bumbled through it, maybe that helps somebody, you know, right. and that's all we can really do as humans is just try to make this world a little bit better. And yeah, if I make some mistakes along the way, I'm, like audio technology <laughs> terrible <laughs> of the world but um but I'm putting myself out there you know it, it creates vulnerability yeah. but I'm okay with it if there's somebody that can be positively affected by it like that outweighs my nervousness of being vulnerable and being afraid yeah. to to put content out there so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that but <laughs> no that's that's something I definitely admire about you because you've always been a proponent of messy progress like just get it out there just um try and add value even if it may make you look um a certain way like you don't know how it can impact somebody and so I actually I do admire that about you I think you're absolutely right no well thanks yeah Mm -hmm. we we are trying to also put some YouTube videos out there just so you know we just want to always be leveling up with the content that we provide and we understand that you know, not everything can be transferred through audio, uh, but some of it has right. to be done through video. So we did put out uh, an EMG testing video that Chris and I um, put together over the weekend when we were together in Phoenix. So yeah. 
uh, disregard, you know, no negativity with my hernia baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally I would, I would be very shy to be on, on films, you know, after, you know, I'm, I'm still recovering. So I have a lot of swelling in my abdomen. Um, but I just kind of put that aside. I put my ego aside. I'm not like trying to toot my own horn or anything, but it definitely made me feel like vulnerable, but I felt like we needed that opportunity to be able to help people so that they could see what some exercises will be to benefit them and make them a better bikini competitor. So again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that, but I am trying to show that it can be not perfect and still make an impact. So absolutely. Yeah. It was good content. I learned a lot. Well, thanks. Yeah, I learned a lot about you too. Uh, it was nice. It was nice to be able yeah. to try some things out on you. And we definitely figured out some exercises that aren't key for you. And uh, all Glam Girl athletes get access to at least one EMG test a year. And that's yeah. completely complimentary. I have invested uh, in that equipment because I want to better uh my programming and so I want the athlete to have the perfect unicorn prep absolutely catered and specified for their body and everybody's body is unique so I think that it was awesome that we were able to also do that with Shelly from Alaska so I was able to bring the equipment and be stay tuned Uh, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because you're going to see some more lower body EMG testing with Shelly um, here in the next couple of weeks. And so, cool. yeah, yeah All right, back to the, uh, the mama mentality. Um, yeah. Do you want to take the next quote? Yeah. So Kobe is uh, quoted saying, I don't want to be the next Michael Jordan. I only want to be Kobe Bryant. I love this because it's completely simple to the point. And this is what I try and implement for a lot of my clients as well. I think sometimes when you are looking at um, other competitors or you're looking at people that you want to emulate, that's good to have those role models. But I think there's also a part of you that you have to stay true to yourself and create the best version of you versus try and become a duplicate of someone else. So a lot of times, um, you know, I'll be, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, like I'll be very specific about who, um, you know, I'm looking at as, uh, as inspirational for me and my goals. And then also as someone who is in a leadership role as a coach, um, you know, sometimes when I get compliments, I always try and emphasize to the person, like, I, like, I, I appreciate your support and, um, but I, I want them to know that like they are good enough and that they have, you know, a competitor inside them that is unlike anybody else and to really um, nurture that and to, you know, be their best version. So I, I think Kobe puts it very simple and to the point and um, I just appreciate it. Yeah, I think when I think of a pro that's just I mean, first of all, she's just absolute Miss Sunshine. If you follow her on Instagram, she is blonde and smiley. You probably know who I'm talking about. Hannah Rand France. Uh, she's mm. so silly and goofy. I love following her. She's so positive, but that's something that she really emphasizes is she'll, she's shared with me uh, personally that people will ask her like, 
what size, you know, like what is her stage weight and things like that. And she kind of hesitates to share that because she's her own unique person and someone else's right. frame might hold that weight differently. Um, and so I think it's really cool that she's like, you know, do you, you know, um, yeah. be you and be proud of that. And that's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go on to the next one. So it says, as I sit here now and I take off my shoe and I look down at my scarf, I see beauty in it. I see all the hard work, all the sacrifices. I see the journey that it took to get back to this point of being healthy. As I see beauty in that struggle, that's what makes it beautiful. So I think we've talked about this before when we had mentioned that nothing worth having really ever comes without a struggle. Uh, we referred to like a butterfly in a cocoon. Yep. Um, you know, a diamond starts out as coal. There, there's always struggle. Um, but I think sometimes that makes it sweeter, you know, um, just kind of seeing all of those scars, you know, that's kind of the, the symbol of, what he is, you know, taking as representing all of the hardships that he has gone through to be so successful. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I always tell people this quote. I don't know. I, I maybe came up with it. But the greater the struggle, the greater the victory. And that always um, kind of puts things in perspective for me of like, okay, if things are really tough, for you. And you're like, why is this journey so much harder for me than it is for someone else? I love that because I feel like that's your opportunity to like go against the odds and like accomplish something. Uh, and your struggle is going to teach you and prepare you for something so much different, uh, or so much better than someone else's. So I do think there is a lot of beauty in both the journey and those obstacles that you come across. Um, I know personally in my life, the more opposition I faced, the more successful I have been and um, the, the more that I've learned as an individual. So as much as we sometimes like can get discouraged or we try and remove those things, um, I found it more helpful for me just to embrace them um, and utilize them to help drive me forward. So I like this quote too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on with just what his thoughts are on goal setting. I think that's a good segue um, from there. And just he says, when you make a choice and say, come hell or high water, I'm going to be this. Then you should not be surprised when you are that. It should not be something that's intoxicating or out of character because you have seen this moment for so long. When that moment comes, of course, it is here because it has been here the whole time, because it has been in your mind the whole time. And this inspires the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> just I think about when I am a pro. It, this is just like yeah. when that moment comes, I, I'll have seen it already in my mind so many times that, yeah, I mean, it just kind of like brings tears to my eyes a little bit just because I feel like if you can envision something so strongly, um, you will get there. You really will. Yes. Um, 
you may not know how long it is or, you know, what's in the plan for you. But, um, but yeah, I know it's going to be there because I've seen it. Yeah, that moment's coming and it's closer every day. So yeah, look, look forward to it with excitement. Do you have any kind of goals like that currently that you can just, you, you can see it so much that you can just taste it? Um, yeah, I mean, right now, I, I think that I'm more, there are things like in my future that I am looking forward to, but I'm just really enjoying the the work that I'm doing now. I think that, um, cause we had talked about this and some of my strength finder personalities is being so focused on the future sometimes, um, that I have these goals and they're, they're things that I see myself doing in the future, but, um, I know that the work that I'm putting in now is going to eventually get me to that point. So I kind of just focus on being a hundred percent where I'm at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know what she's referring to, um, her strength finder is futuristic. And so that means that she tends to be able to, uh, visualize things more so than the average person. So it is a strength of yours. Um, and yeah, just cultivating that and then also staying present. I can see that. I can see how it would be for you. You helped me with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, yeah. do you want to talk about surgery? And when we say surgery, just kind of sub that word out for maybe you did have surgery like me, <laughs> but, um, yeah. surgery could, could mean when, when he's kind of saying this, it's just like an obstacle that's coming up in your life. So when you hear this quote, when Chris reads it out loud, you can just sub out surgery in your mind for something that's like a difficult hurdle to get over mm-hmm. so yeah just prepping yeah that. absolutely <laughs> yeah okay so here we go be sad be mad be frustrated scream cry sulk when you wake up you will think it was just a nightmare but only to realize it's all too real you'll be angry and wish for the day back the game back that play back but re- but reality gives nothing back and nor should you Time to move on and focus on doing everything in your power to prepare for surgery. Ask all the questions to be sure you understand fully the procedure so that you may visualize it in your subconscious while being operated on and better the chance of its success. Then focus on the recovery process day by day by day. It's a long journey, but if you focus on the many milestones along the way, you will find beauty in the struggle of doing simple things that prior to this injury were taken for granted. This will also mean that when you return, you will have a new perspective. You will be so appreciative of being able to stand, walk, run, that you will train harder than you ever have. You see the belief within you grow with each mini milestone, and you will come back a better player for it. Um, I think that this reminds me of you, Amy. <laughs> I know. I, I really don't have much to say about it just because I I have recently undergone this. And so it's kind of like the process yeah. that I'm in the middle of. But um, what were you yeah. going to say was the reason why it reminds you? Yeah. I Why it reminds me of you? Yeah. Because you're kind of in that season right now. Yeah. Like you yeah. are, and you're such a like driven 
goal-oriented and very successful woman, and you are kind of in this point where you have to, uh, like, step back from, like, full-on, 100% full force ahead. Um, But I definitely see these aspects in you as well, that, like, you make the most of the moment and the most of the season, and that I really do believe that it's just going to make you, like, so much more powerful um, when you are back to being full force. So yeah, I see you all over this. Oh, well, that means a lot. I I was actually just thinking of um, Ashley Kay a little bit with this. Um, just oh, yeah. she had the eye surgery and she had to drop out of the Arnold, but I really see this, you know, fueling her fire. And we all have to understand that there's times like that we're on and then there's times for healing. And everything's a season and you just have to kind of embrace that. But it definitely makes you so much more thankful of the body and the opportunities that you've been given. Um, I can't even tell you like how much my perspective and my gratitude shifted when I was able to just like go in the gym and ride the bike. I mean, we sometimes, (laughs) you know, it just as athletes, we take for granted that we have this health and just recently I heard, um, a podcast interviewing my friend Weez. Um, Weezy is, she's the redheaded pro. Everybody probably knows her from that because she's like rocks the red hair with the black suit. I mean, um, she started competing at age 42 and she just got diagnosed with breast cancer, unfortunately Mm. this past fall. And I mean, she just said in this interview that she cannot wait till her chemo's over and she's going to rock like a bright pink bathing suit. She's like, I wish I could just w- go up on stage with my bald head right now. And Aww. I just, I mean, she's super inspirational. Um, she's a mom. She's, she's super driven and she's so positive. Um, I, I would encourage you guys all to kind of listen to that interview. Um, she's a really neat person. She was interviewed on the Bikini Diaries um, just okay. on this last one. But, but, yeah, I mean, I think – and she she was just saying, you know, a year ago she was in the best shape of her life, and she was competing as a pro. Um, you just never know, like, when those things are going to shift. So capture that moment. Um, and so – with that, I just kind of want to end with this last thing on just Kobe on being remembered. And I believe that this quote um, was when he was retiring. So he said, it's the one thing you can control. You are responsible for how people remember you or don't. So don't take that lightly. If you do it right, your game will live on in others. You'll be imitated and emulated by those you played with, those you played against, and those you never saw you play at all. So leave everything on the court. Leave the game better than you found it. And when it comes your time, uh, sorry, and when it comes time for you to leave, leave as a legend. Uh, I just think that's beautiful. And I really, I don't have much to say about that, but other than be humble, be kind, uh, you never know what kind of impact that you have on other people. And like I said earlier, you know, if what we do, you know, we're just leaving this place a little bit better than we, we came into it. I think it can be, you know, super powerful. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, your impact does um, is part of your legacy. So as much as we want to like achieve goals, I think for ourselves, I think taking into consideration how we affect others and the impact we make on a greater scale is something to definitely consider. Yeah. So with that, we are going to wrap up part two. We sure do appreciate all the feedback we got from part one. So continue to please leave us messages. It really helps us kind of know what you want to see in the podcast and what your thoughts are. This is ultimately about adding value to you. So be sure to DM us, leave a review, uh, tell us what you think. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at prep life podcast or at glam girl bikini. And if you are interested in applying for the team, you can find us at glamgirlbikini.com and click the get started button to apply. And so this is your founder and CEO, Amy Anger, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, guys.